Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, along with my co-host, Ed Carbajal, and on a weekly basis, we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, I know it's a little past your bedtime, but how you doing, my man? Good, good. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, we're going to get right into this. Uh, this week, we're, uh, we're lucky to have special guest, uh, Syed Awad, uh, who will be a co-maining event, or a uh, in the co-main event fight at uh, Bellator 201 on June 29th uh, at the Pachanga Casino in Temecula. Uh, Syed, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me. Sorry for uh, starting a little bit late today. I had a, rough, oh. a little bit of a busy day today, but um, thank you guys for you know holding up and uh, waiting for me. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Uh, how's preparation for the uh, big fight coming up? Uh, preparation's going really good. You know, um, it is, uh, they asked for a catch weight for this fight, so um, I'm not too concerned about cutting weight for this fight, and I, I added some muscle to, you know, uh, this training camp, so uh, everything, you know, I feel good, feel really good coming into this fight, and uh, my preparation has been coming along, you know, pretty good, can't complain. Is it a, I'm sorry, is it a 165 uh, or is it a 160 pound fight? 160 we lost you there. Can you can you try that again? I'll oh, start with that. 160 pound catch weight. Awesome. Go you're, ahead, fight, you're, you're fighting uh, Ryan Couture, right? Um, that's Randy Couture's son. Yes, sir. I, are you? Uh, what are you uh, concerned with as far as what he's bringing to to the table uh, when you're fighting? I, I know. I feel like your 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 preference. I mean, you're you're really well rounded. You've been fighting for for Bellator since 2013, if I'm if I'm correct, and um. So like you're you're you kind of can adapt to most most guys that you fight, but what do you think he's his strengths are? Are there any concerns as far as like preparation for the fight and what he brings to the table? Um, well, you know he's been around for a while, and you know the the secret's not out there. I mean he's he's Randy Couture's son, so you know um, he does have a wrestling background, and you know his fights are pretty similar to his dad's. I mean he's obviously not as good, but um, you know he's pretty similar, so. I'm not um, like I'm not too worried about everything. I know um, I'm pretty sure his game plan is going to be to try to wrestle me and you know get me up against the fence and dirty box and take me down. But um, yeah, I mean I, I, that's what I'm thinking. But I'm pretty well rounded and I, I've been training all aspects like I always do. You know, just to be prepared for a stand up war or a, you know a wrestling match or a jujitsu match. You seem to prefer the the stand up though, from what I recall from the, the amount of fights of yours that I've seen. Am I wrong in that assumption? Because I know you like to throw hands. No, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. I do, I do prefer uh, stand-up fights. Um, they're more exciting, and they're um, they're just uh, like uh, to me, it's boring. Like you know, it's boring when somebody goes out there and tries to wrestle me, even though I know I'm winning the fight. Like I still try to get the feet, the fight back to my feet, even you know, just to put on a show. I got to ask you something. It's it's not it's not going to be one of your fondest rent memories, but uh, I was there covering the fight when you fought Brandon Ward. And and uh, you kind of initiated the way that fight went down, but I thought it was pretty cool. Even even though you, you didn't come out, the fight didn't come out the way you'd have liked. You, uh, if I remember correctly, you were the one that actually said, "Like, are, are we gonna are we gonna just wrestle or are we we fighting?" And and uh, and you guys wound up just teeing off on each other. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, the, the game plan for that fight was actually to go out there, and uh, I knew he was gonna wrestle me, so just to go out there, wrestle a little bit, you know, let him get a little bit tired, and then uh, you know, try out. Strike because 
because well, they do, you know, screw this. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to fucking wrestle around for three rounds. And so as soon as, you know, he, he took me down once, and I think I got up right away, and then he went shooting again. And um, and then we're up against the fence, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you want to yeah. you want to you wrestle, or you want to you fucking fight? And then yeah. Like, Let's bang, bro. And then he, he let me go, and then, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, I know you didn't come, I, I know you didn't take the W on that one, but I thought... <laughs> I thought that was probably one of the coolest things you ever did when you fought. So I uh, just wanted to let you know that's my fondest memory of all your fights. Like I, I I've been I, watching you fight for a long time. You always seem really cautious and stuff. So when you did that, I was just super impressed with it. So thank you for for giving us that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. I mean, I, obviously, I, you know, I, I wish I went down a different way. Um, I think if I was a little bit more prepared for that fight, um, I, it would have went down a different way. You know what I mean? I came to that fight really light and. Um, it was kind of one of those things that just took the fight and winged it, you know. And uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I've, I've been able to ask for that fight back. You know, I've, I've asked for it back. This is, you know, sooner or later, you know, you'll get it. But this time, I want to make sure I have, a, you know, the right training camp. You know, put on weight the right way. You know, and um, and uh, and really uh, go about it. You know, the right way. Ed had mentioned that you started in 2013 with Bellator, but actually, you go back to Bellator 10, uh, which was in 2009. Um, <laughs> I don't think uh, I think you're the only fighter that goes back to the to the generation where it was a, a Spanish channel broadcast and um, pretty much everything was in Espanol. Um, obviously, I look, you know you've had about 15, 16 fights with Bellator uh, somewhere in that range. Uh, they treat you pretty well. You 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 happy with the Bellator organization for the most part? Yeah, yeah, I definitely am. I mean, uh, when I had my first fight back in uh, like you said, it was, I think it was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Um, it was like a one off fight. You know, I fought on the undercard. And I gave them, like, probably one of the fights of the year. And um, uh, they didn't call me back. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know why, but they, they didn't call me back. I went out, got some more wins, you know, had up and down. And then um, and then finally they called me back. And uh, the rest is history since then. But Coker, Coker's awesome, man. I love fighting for him. I, lo- I like the people there. They're all pretty cool. You know, every time I see him, it's like family. So, you know, I really have no complaints right now. I just, you know, I just want to stay busy. You know, just when I'm not busy, that's the only time I really complain. When you when you got your career started, you know Bellator's brought back kind of the tournament aspect. Not a lot of one night things, but some uh, some extended tournaments. Um, your uh, your early career, you uh, actually have fought in a one night four man tournament in in, uh, in uh, was it Costa Rica? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Costa Rica. I, um, it was it was a four man tournament. Uh, I was told that it was like my second pro fight, I believe, and I was told that it was going to be at one seventy, and then I go out there. I remember I weighed in at 170 with shorts on because I was, I was really light at the time. And um, they, what's called it? There's a guy that weighed in at 185. And I was like, dude, what the hell's going on? You know, and they're like, oh, it's 170 to 185. I was like, dude, that's not 170. That's 185. Like, you guys should have told me this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Uh, it, was, it was pretty cool, though. Definitely a good learning experience. You went on to win that tournament. What's your opinion on the general you know, idea of fighting more than once a night? Is it something that you'd be interested in again or, uh, you know, something that you'd, you'd rather concentrate on, on single fights? Um, I mean, it, it was awesome. You know I mean? I, I wouldn't have traded the experience for, for anything, but um, I think nowadays the, the, the competition is so much harder that, you know, it's, it's, you know, you get out of one fight, you're, you're pretty banged up. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I got lucky uh, at that fight, uh, that tournament that the first guy I fought was a jiu-jitsu, a judo, black belt jiu-jitsu black belt and he um right away he went to try to take me down and i i ended up on top of him ended up with his back and uh, choking him out 
So I really took no damage. I don't think he hit me in the fight. So then, you know, going in the second fight, I was like, that was like my warm up to get into the fight. So I, I got pretty lucky. But, you know, like nowadays, you know, I could go out there and have a fight and win every round. And then, you know, I'm hurting for a month. You know what I mean? So um, like, for instance, my last fight, I fought JJ Ambrose and it was a three round fight. I believe I won every round and um, I had a broken hand. You know what I mean? And, you know, my leg was hurting. My collarbone was hurting for, you know, two months and. And, you know, it's not that easy to go in there and fight at the level we're at and be able to, you know, still compete again the same night. So you, you, you're not missing the tournament format is what you're saying versus <laughs> the way things are going now. You know what? I actually did like the tournament format because it was guaranteed you're going to stay busy. You mm. know what I mean? It was like, okay, you're in this tournament. You keep winning, you're, you're going to get paid. You know what I mean? You have another fight. And it was like, uh, and you stay in your fight camp. You know what I mean? You know. You're in it, and then three weeks later, you're training for three weeks, and then the last week is, you know, fight week. So it, it comes really quick, like super quick. And I, I really enjoyed the, the tournament format, to be honest with you. Um, you know, because now, you know, sometimes, like last year, I believe I fought twice. And, you know, that kind of sucked. You know I mean? I, I think I got injured. That's why. And so I was out for a little bit. But um, I only fought twice, so that kind of sucked, you know, and I couldn't – I can't control that. But, um, you know, this year, hopefully, I'll plan on fighting at least three times. This is my second fight this year. And hopefully I'll get another one before the end of the year's over. Well, you're on a three-fight winning streak. A win over Couture puts you at four in a row. Um, Got to put you in the top two or three in that division for you know for Chandler or Primus, right? I, I believe so, man. If you look at the guys that are in the division, and uh, there's not the only guy that's on a winning streak really is uh, is I think Patricky. You know, guys that are worth naming, I guess you could say. You know, and then uh, obviously Chandler. You know what I mean? So um, and Chandler, uh, Patricky just fought Chandler. You know, this last year, I believe. So I, I, he's beat really good guys. You know, he he's probably deserves you know a title fight just because the guys he's beat recently. But um, but at the same time, it's like you're gonna keep ha- having these same guys fight the same guys over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So so you know, I, I feel like they need some new blood in there, and as long as I keep winning, hopefully I'll get that shot. I hope so too. I I, I gotta say, man, this is for me. It's a unique. I've been watching you fight for a long time. And uh, every time, even even when I've been at the fights live, you're always so serious and and so prepared. This is, I think, this is the most I've seen you smile in this interview right now. And I didn't even know you're a father, so it's pretty cool to it's pretty cool to see this side of you. What do you do for fun when you're not when you're out of camp? Oh man, it's funny you say that, dude. Because I'm like, probably like if if you meet people that know me, they'll tell you like that's probably one of the nicest dudes. You know, I'm probably one of the nicest dudes you ever meet, and. Uh, when I meet people that don't know me, you know, we could be in the same room for, you know, 30 minutes and let's say I, I, somebody introduces us and they're like, you know, they'll come up to me after like, yeah, dude, I didn't want to say hi to you. You look like an asshole. And I'm like, dude, I'm not, I think I just have a serious look. And obviously, you know, <laughs> fight week, you know, I mean, I'm usually, um, you know, like I put a lot of training behind, you know, my camp. Yeah. So I'm in fight week. I'm, I'm usually pretty serious because, you know, you know, you, you got to be. It's, uh... yeah. Okay. One second. Okay. Okay. Stop. Stop. No more. Look, they're watching me. Look. <laughs> As he as he talks about being serious, and he puts his cute daughter in the game. <laughs> so yeah, man. So it's like you know you you going through all that training, and then uh, and then you have your fight. So it's like you know it's kind of hard not to be serious, I guess you would say. And uh, <laughs> you know I, I try I, I try I try not to be, but it's just it's just part part of the part of the camp. Well, yeah, you you have to have your your mindset right for what you're about to do. I mean, it is a fight. It is a fight. So yeah, but I I mean it's it's pretty cool to see you like this because. I got to tell you, I, I I used to live with a, with my ex girlfriend, and we we watched a lot of your fights back home when I when we lived together. 
and she said that guy seems so mad <laughs> so yeah. and it's like you kind of have to be in the right mindset though i mean it, it is a fight and and i mean yeah, you're you're locked, getting locked in a cage with another guy so you guys have to be ready to do whatever you have to do to each other yeah. but uh, no you're, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely <laughs> right man you're absolutely right and i think that's one of the things for, for me it's uh like like i i think i'm so like i'm a pretty nice person i think uh that's probably why I fight because it's kind of like my out to kind of like relieve, like you know. So I hold a lot of things in, and I think you know, uh, when I get to fight, I get to like release all that, and that's when it all comes out. And that's when I really look like a dick. <laughs> and don't listen. That's when I really. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. So uh, so yeah, it, it's pretty cool. But I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not that guy. I'm um, I'm completely different when you get to know me. Yeah, I have the same problem, actually, so I, I, I can relate, just uh, my, my resting face. I mean, men, men don't have a resting bee face. I'm watching my mouth for your daughter, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when our faces are relaxed and we're not walking around smiling, it's already assumed that we're angry, so I understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you started fighting what, around 2008, 2007, yeah. somewhere in that range right there. Were you a fan of the sport, or was it something that just kind of, fell into your lap and you, something you were good at i i definitely was a fan of the sport um uh i remember watching uh i believe it was like ufc one and ufc two and uh we we recorded on the on our vhs uh tape you know remember you could pop them in and just record i, I think i recorded over like some old movie we had and then um me and a bunch of friends we went and watched it at my friend's house and then uh we went outside and had a tournament it was uh it was like six of us and we all fought and uh we didn't know submissions but we like would use pressure points as as uh submissions and then um and i ended up going to the finals in my, in my with my older brother and he just put my ass like he always did so <laughs> <laughs> so um turned down turned down <laughs> so so yeah man so i was, I was a, a big fan of the sport and when i got into it i got into it just uh for fun because uh my little brother was actually getting into a lot of trouble so i um i told him let me sign you up because he liked to fight so i was like let me sign you up in a boxing gym and I looked and I saw an MMA gym and I was like, oh, I didn't know these like kind of existed around here, you know, because at the time it was, what, 2006, I think. And there wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, MMA wasn't that big, you know. And um, so I took him to sign up and he wouldn't let me sign up without him. He's like, no, I'm not staying unless you stay with me. And I was like, screw it. You know, I wrestled in high school. I was used to being active. And uh, I was like, I'll do it with you for fun, shits and giggles. And it turned out that the matchmakers and the owner of King of the Cage owned that gym I was at. So are they, the, the, the matchmaker trained there. We'll play over there. Go play over there. So, <laughs> go. So, um, so yeah. So uh, they ended up setting me up for a fight, and uh, the rest is history. Was that Terry Troublecock? Yes, sir. It was at um, WCG in uh, in in Hesperia. That's where we first uh, trained at. Awesome. So, were there any were there any fighters that you, you know caught your eye early on that you were a big fan of, or anybody that you kind of copied? You know, thought you could try to copy their style to you get know, going. Yeah, I was a big fan of uh, I still am. Uh, Van Oli Silva, you know what I mean? Because I just liked how he just didn't care. You know, he just went out there and just fought. And he fought as hard as he could. And then, you know, like, he usually came out. At the time, he was always coming out with the win. It was when he was fighting in pride. And then I was a fan of BJ Penn. Because BJ reminded me, like, you know, at the time, you know, like, when you see BJ, now, obviously, you look at him, you know, it's BJ Penn. He's a fighter. But when he first came out, he looked like a chill, like a surfer dude, like, real calm. You know, he had that serious look. But you could tell he was like a like a – a normal dude he wasn't buff he wasn't you know what i mean like huge he he didn't really look intimidating i mean until you seen him fight you're like holy crap that dude's badass but um he reminded me of a, like an average joe and i was like man that, that that's cool you know to me it was real cool and then to see how good he was 
and to go out there and dominate the guys that he did dominate, you know, I became a huge fan of him, you know, when I first started, uh, first started training and stuff, even before that. So like him and Vanderlei were like two guys that I really, really, really stuck to. I mean, um, Vanderlei styles, not the, the best of styles, but just him being like, have not, have not, you know, given a fuck attitude really caught my attention. And I think it kind of, um, uh, I guess I subconsciously mimicked his style by going in there and really not caring and not, not, it's not that I don't care, but it's that like, it's like kill or be killed attitude. Mm-hmm. I think I got that from him and kind of from BJ Penn too, because he kind of had that attitude of going there and he'd box with the best boxers, take down the best jiu-jitsu guys and submit them. Awesome. Well, kind of to finish that whole line of questioning out, is there anybody in today's, um, I mean, obviously Vanderlei still fights occasionally and mm-hmm. BJ Penn's basically been retired. Is there anybody today that you, you know, as a fan, you tune in to watch? There's a lot of guys. You know, I'm still a fan of the sport. You know what I mean? Even, like, when I see some of these guys, even though I'm, um, you know, at the level I'm at and, uh, you know, whatnot, I still, like, I fan out to some of these guys. You know what I mean? Of course, you see Fedor. I don't care if I'm the world champ with, you know, three belts. I'm still going to fan out to the dude. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, there's still guys out there. I'm, I'm a fan of a, lot, of, of a lot of these guys. And, um, of course, you know, St. Pierre is obviously, you know, one, one of the best. And he's a dude that, you know... I do. I look up to and I, I admire his uh, his work ethics. But there's this man. If I started naming them off, I have a whole list of them. You know, guys that that I like. Yeah, that's always a rough. That's always a rough question for me too. When people ask me who your favorite fighter is, there's so many. I mean, you're one of them because I've been watching you for a while. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, the um, just talking about you just had mentioned all the weight classes you fought in, and you're fighting at catch weight for for two hundred one. Are uh, with all the weight. Uh, controversy talking about changing weigh in times for, at, over at the UFC and stuff. I mean, do you do you have an opinion on that? What's your take on weight cutting? Obviously, you fought at a lot of different weights, so I'm curious as to how you feel about the whole thing. I mean, I feel I feel I feel it's super disrespectful when guys miss weight. You know, what I mean, there's there's been like I'm a pretty big lightweight, and you know, I, I usually come in really big. You know, fight day. That's all I'm able to fight at 170, and uh, kind of be almost the same size as some of these guys. You know, and um and I'm a lot bigger than a lot of the lightweights I do fight. So when I see guys not make weight, it, it really it really bothers me, man. Because you know, part of the sport is to weigh in at a certain weight and fight. So when you come in a couple pounds heavy, it's a huge disrespect. Because uh, the way I look at it is, is, if you're not cutting those last couple pounds, those could be the pounds that really deplete you. And you know, your opponent's doing it, and then you come in and then you win the fight. And yeah. you know, the guy he ends up gassing out. It's like, dude, that dude probably gassed yeah. out because he cut those last yeah. couple pounds. Yes, baby. <laughs> and you uh you what's called it and you had that extra energy because you didn't so mm-hmm. it's like what if you would have cut that last couple pounds it could have been an even fight so i think to me it's real disrespectful um if it feels up to me if i own the organization or i made the decision i would take 50 percent of the purse and i bet, bet you a lot of guys will stop stop missing weight or or i would scratch the fight unless it's a huge fight i would you know take 50 percent of the purse pay it to the other fighter and make that fighter weigh in the next day like they did uh with darren till so I'll, you- I'll definitely uh definitely take at least 50 percent of the purse and um have the commission step in and suspend the fighters so that they can't fight for eight nine months and see if they do it again but do you have a, a preference in time like when you weigh in do you care if it's in the morning or in the afternoon um i like the morning weigh-ins now you know what i mean i've gotten used to it and it's made me just prepare myself even more so that i could um so that um because i know i have to weigh in early you know you don't have all day to make weight anymore so so i just you know prepare a little bit earlier i cut a little bit more weight the, the week of so I'm not waking up, you know, 10 pounds heavy with, you know, two hours to cut weight. You know what I mean? So I'm making sure I, and, or I'm waking up early. You know, I think like three fights ago, I think one of the days I woke up like at four or 5 a.m. 
to cut weight because I knew I had to make weight. So for these guys using that as an excuse saying I don't have enough time to make weight, fuck, dude, you have you had three months since you signed your contract. You should have lost the weight. That's on you. Hello. You know what I mean? Like, I, do you know why Bellator asked for a catch weight for this fight? If I recall, Couture at least most of his career has always been at lightweight. Yeah, um, uh, you know what? The, I, I fought at I fought at a catchweight before, so I think they knew I wouldn't have an, an issue with it. And um, I think uh, I know Ryan. His last fight, he fought at one seventy, and he uh, and he hasn't fought in a year. So I'm guessing he's big. You know, what I mean, that's that'd be my only guess. He's he's big, and he doesn't want to cut too much weight. Or he probably doesn't want to focus on killing himself to make weight coming back. You know, what I mean, after not fighting for a year. So that that's what I'm guessing. So when they when they asked me about it, I, I didn't care. I just I started eating more and I put on more muscle and I did it the right way because I had time. So to me, it's like it was a. If anything, is benefiting me a lot more than it's benefiting him. Instead of him cutting, killing himself to make weight, I was able to you know train harder, eat more, and uh, put on some muscle. I'm not sure if you're aware of uh, some of the rules in some of the Japanese organizations, but I believe there's a few where if you miss weight, um, I think there's one where you the if the heavy fighter wins the fight it's ruled a no contest so he really can't even get a win and then there's another one where i think they're automatically start the fight around down basically they're they're taking a point or two away <laughs> yeah so they, start, they, they start the fight you know down basically down a point you know in a three-round fight so I, it, i'm with that i'm with it man because it's not it's not fair at the end of the day it's not fair that and some guys just really disrespect it like they'll come in four five six pounds heavy because they're like screw it you know, I'm not weighing any. I, I don't. They, they don't care to lose twenty percent. Twenty percent to some of these guys is not really a lot, especially when you're cutting weight and you're dead tired. You're like, screw it, take twenty percent. I don't care. There's so many times where it's crossed my mind when I'm killing myself to make weight, and they're trying to throw me back in the bath, and I'm like, I don't want to go and screw it. Let them just take it. You know, what I mean, I'm over like a, like two, three pounds or something, and I'm completely dead. And then I have to really dig deep and go back in there and really come out. Like, there's been times where. You know, as soon as I made weight, I just start bawling, crying, and I, I can't help it because I'm just, you know, that was like a, a fight for me. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I really thought I couldn't do it, and I had to get back on the get back in the sauna or get back in the bath and really cut weight. And I'll just sit there and just like my emotions is going. I'll just like I'm not a crier, but just something that you know, from pushing so hard and able to push myself like past the limit that I thought I could and actually make weight, and it's just like a, a sign, you know, a relief. So um, I, I definitely I'm with it, man. I'm with them, uh, definitely penalizing them. Uh, I think they should fucking suspend them. I think the commission should step in, just like they they step in and take twenty percent. They should step in and put a, a suspension fee and take fifty percent. Fucking suspend them for eight months. That's like you know that's that's more than the a fee because most guys fight every you know three to six months and a fight that could be a lot more than you know fifty percent or twenty percent of what they're losing. Yeah, because in the in the smaller shows, it's not that you know it's not as big of a deal. You know, twenty percent of a thousand dollars. It's it's a it's a big deal to the fighters, but it's still not. You know, it, it doesn't have the the repercussions at the at the top level of Bellator or, or UFC. You know, a guy like Darren Till, you mentioned him earlier. He missed weight by what, like six or seven pounds, and yeah. he moved up six spots in the rankings. So he yeah. may have given up twenty five, forty thousand dollars in his pay, but. He's, his next fight, he's going to make half a million dollars. Yeah, you know, it's not, a reward. And yeah, exactly. Not only that, he got his win bonus. They don't take your win bonus, so the win bonus is probably double what he made. So let's say he made sixty and sixty. He lost twenty percent off of sixty, which is what ten thousand. Not even ten thousand. I think it's what five off of fifty, or no, ten off. Of it's 50. it's like twelve, thirteen thousand, whatever. Like yeah, but then he got his win bonus. Let's say it's another sixty, so that that covered that tenfold. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, dude, I don't think that the 20% is bullshit. It's just, it's just like kind of, 
It's just a way for the commission to make an extra 10% because they take 10% anyway, and the fighter only gets 10%. Do you ever think that, um, I know you said you, you're happy with Bellator and, and you've been with them for a while, but uh, like, do you ever think that other fighters get pushed more? Because uh, today they actually put out your promo video for the event. Um, I don't know if you saw it. It was like the highlight of all your all your finishes and stuff. So, um, do you ever think that sometimes some fighters get overlooked when they're when they're pushing fights, or they they or some promotion lacks for events? You know what? I I, I didn't even see that. Ubeltra posted it. Yeah, it's like it's a uh, it's a uh, I think it's called like get to know Sodawat or something like that. It, it's it's pretty cool. It's a good it's a good highlight reel for it's about you. So it's I, I don't recall seeing anything like that. Um, I mean, I've, like I said, I've seen you fight a lot, but I've never seen them push you, uh, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, and that and that that was my issue uh, last fight because I was, you know, I was so happy I was a coming event. I was like, hell yeah, I'm moving up. You know what I mean? Things are starting to look good. And then I didn't see. I seen one post a, a month before my fight, and we're literally out there fight week, and I was like, how come they haven't posted anything about the coming event? You know what I mean? Like this isn't right. And I get it, like, you know, in the smaller shows, they only in Bellator, they only promote the main event. And if you notice, they do it with all the shows. But just, you know, being, being like, okay, cool, I'm finally, I've been here so long, I expected it, and I didn't get it, so I, like, I complain. You know what I mean? They're like, dude, it's not, don't take it personal, it's just how they how they run their shows. You know, and uh, so I noticed in this fight, they're starting to push it push it a little bit more, and, uh, and you're all right. So, you know, and they, they do promote, not them, most organizations do promote, uh, certain people more because, you know, their following's bigger. You know, they have a bigger crowd or whatever it is, and they promote them more. And that's why they have a bigger crowd, you know, bigger following because they've been promoted, they've been pushed, or maybe they have a mouth on them and they're exciting, whatever it is. But um, I, I don't think it's right. I think, you know, if we all made it to the stage, I think everybody should get promoted equally. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're all fighting. At the end of the day, we're all fighting, and we're all fighting for the show. We're all here to put on a show, and if if somebody's not fighting hard enough and not doing their job, fucking cut them. You don't need to not promote them, you know. Are you uh, are you a fan of uh, social media? Do you ever self promote on uh, in the in the digital age of social media? Everybody seems to use uh, Instagram or Twitter or something. Are are you a fan of any of that? Uh, no, no, I am, I am, uh, and I have all of it. And um, I mean, I, I never used to be crazy about posting. You know what I mean? Most of my posting was like about my family and whatnot, and. Uh, they, you know, like I've talked, I talked to my management, like, dude, you need to, you know, not my management, I talked to well, my management and, you know, some of the dudes from Belter, they're like, dude, you need to start promoting yourself. A lot of these guys promote themselves and they've gotten themselves big. And that's why, you know, we, we give them that platform, but they're promoting themselves. And that's why they, they're getting the fights that they're fighting, they're getting. And that's why they get the attention they're getting. But that's never been me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never, I'm not that guy that's going to go out there and uh, start saying this and that and talking and whatever. So, um, so, but I mean, I started using my, I guess I started using it more towards my fighting, started posting a little bit more of my training stuff. So my partners, like if you go on there now, you'll see some, you know, just like the past year I've been trying to do a little more, but I'm still not that guy. Like I don't like attention. You know what I mean? Some people like attention. They, they post fucking every couple hours. You know what I mean? I posting, <laughs> yeah. Before, yeah. I was posting once every like two to three weeks before, you know? So now I'm like, okay, I'm trying to post a little bit more. I'm trying to mix it up, do family pictures, do my, you know, training stuff. And, uh, cause at the end of the day, uh, I, you really think about it. You follow people that, you know, that you like, that you're interested in. And you, you follow, you know, you want to see that what they're doing. So when they're not posting, it's like, dude, why am I following this dude? They're not even posting anything. It's wasting, my, you know what I mean? It's wasting space on my feed. Uh, like, even for them to even, you know, to be on my uh, followers list or whatever it is. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of, it makes sense. You know what I mean? People, they, they want to see what's going on. 
Well, you, in a way, you're you're an old school fighter. I, I'm friends with Virgil Zwicker. Um, I don't know if you've ever fought any yeah. of the cards with him, but um, he's kind of the same generation of you as you as far as starting in the you know kind of mid to to later two thousands and. You know, he had the same kind of attitude where, you know, he, he kind of comes from the old school where you fight, you win, and that, that should do the talking for yourself. Sounds yeah. like you kind of fall into that same same uh, same belief system where, you know, there wasn't social media back then like there is now. And, you know, you it, it was, you promoted yourself with what, what you did in the cage or in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, me and Virgil, I think we fought on the card uh, together because we're both from the same area. He's from, I think, Temecula area, like near, near Pachanga where we're fighting at. Um, and uh, we we fought on some cards together. I, I'm almost positive we did. If we didn't, I've seen him at a million fights, like in the smaller shows, and even Bellator. I've seen I've seen him there. Me and him are, we're pretty good friends. Yeah, I live right down the street from Pachanga as well. I'm in Temecula, so I uh, I make all those shows. Yeah, what's your uh, talking about? You know, the fights in Temecula. What's your uh, opinion about fighting locally? Do you like fighting locally? Because you know the vast majority of your fights have been probably within 50, 60 miles of your of of where you're where you're living. It appears. Uh, do you like that, or do you like to kind of get out of town and and get away from everything a little bit? Sorry about that. No problem. Hey, here. Um, um. I, you know what? I I like it. I like it. it. Makes things easier. You know what I mean? Like I always stress myself out when I'm flying because I usually miss a day of training. You know what I mean? Because like you're on you're on the airplane, and then um, and then a lot of times you know you forget shit. Uh, you, it's hard to find. You know, like let's say you need a sauna. You know, it's, it, you, you, you got to try to find one and then you got to ask the belter, hey, can you guys take me at this time? And they'll have like certain times they go. So it becomes more of a hassle. But when you're local, you know, you have your car, you, you know, everything around here. If I need to fucking come home, I'm going to drive home. You know, I live, you know, 45 minutes away from there, you know, if, if, if anything happens. And not only that, it's like all my friends and family got to come to the fight. But at the same time, I, I really do enjoy fighting at other places because usually it's places that I'll never go. You know what I mean? Like, when am I ever going to go to, you know, Budapest, let's say they fight out there, you know, they, I was supposed to fight out there before and, uh, and the fight fell through, but like, that would have been awesome. You know what I mean? I would have paid for my wife's ticket. It would have been a vacation for us, you know, free, a free vacation for me. And then I would have just had to pay for one ticket. And then I'd probably stayed a couple of days later and just enjoyed, you know, time out there and they came back. So, um, you know, I, I do like fighting locally, but usually when they fight at like cool places, I, I would love to, you know, jump on those fights as well. I know you fought at uh, Mohegan Sun. Talk, uh, Matt kind of stole my question a little bit. I was going to ask you if you had a preferred coast you liked fighting on because uh, obviously it's a coast-to-coast combat hour, and I'm on the East Coast. He's on the West Coast. I, uh, I'm pretty sure Mohegan Sun in Connecticut's not one of your favorite places to fight because it's boring up there. I mean, I go up there to cover the events, and there's nothing around but trees, and it's creepy in Connecticut. Um, outside of the Mohegan Sun, that's a fun place. But I mean, I'm joking, obviously, but it's just like, uh, every time you guys come up here, it's either too it's cold and creepy, or uh, it's just cold. Bro, so. <laughs> uh, I, I, I sorry to cut you off, but I actually I like Mohegan because it's uh you don't have to leave. You know what I mean? You're inside the yeah. casino, and it's like a big like there's there's like a it's like a, a mini mall. You know what I mean? And it, it's yeah. chill. The rooms are nice, but uh, I'm one and one there. You know what I mean? I fought one. I lost one. And I, I won one out there. So so I, I you know I no no hard feelings against it, but um. One thing I didn't like was my, my wife came out there to watch my fight, and I had her catch an Uber because it was so far. Mm-hmm. And the Uber d- driver, like, uh, took her on a detour and started taking her into the woods, and she freaked out, and, bro, it was all bad. And he was like, oh, yeah. I'm running out of gas. And all the gas oh, my stations, God. Yeah, all the gas stations were closed, 
And finally, she saw a, bu- a building that had, like, light. And she was like, just pull over there. He's like, no, we're going to go this way. And he tried taking it like, literally through the woods. And the dude was, like, like a creep. And then finally, she just got out of the car. She's like, I'm good here. I'm good here. And oh, then, wow. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then um, and then he was, like, being super weird. And finally, she went to some guy. She was like, dude, like, stay with me. Like, the guy that was at the business, you know, the guy came out and stood there. And finally, he, he like, bounced. Like, so it was a uh, yeah, bad experience with the Uber driver out there. Yeah, it's just weird out, out there in general. But, I mean, actually, uh, when Matt said he was going to get you on, I was surprised because, like you said, you fought out here a few times. And I thought you were, I thought you were from the East Coast until he said he's like, no, he's out. He's a West Coast guy. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that. So Yeah. yeah. No, I have family out there, though. I have family in New York. I have family, I think, some in Jersey, I want to say, and, uh, and uh, you know, towards that area. So, I have, you know, they, they always come out whenever I fight. So it's pretty cool. One other question that's kind of been a hot topic on the MMACommunity.com forum, uh, which is the forum that I usually uh, post and do some writing for, um, is the is Bellator's situation with having fighters sell tickets. Um, when you fight locally, do they put pressure on you to sell tickets? Or is it just no. something that kind of goes along with uh, fighting you know, locally? Not, not at all. I mean, uh, I think for me, because I'm, I'm kind of past that, but... Um... They know when I fight, I have a big crowd that comes. Like when I fought in, uh, I fought in, uh, I think it was Georgia when during the tournament when I fought Rickles in the finals. I had probably thirty people that flew out just to go to the fight, and then while I was there, there was like at least like ten, fifteen people that I knew that were like from New York or from uh, Atlanta or wherever that came out to the fight. So I had a good, you know, forty, fifty people, you know, show up that bought tickets. And um, so when I'm here locally, um, you know, before they'd give me a promo code. And then I would kind of just dish it out to my people and, you know what I mean? They would buy tickets or whatnot. But, like, this fight, they didn't even give me a promo code. And um, and the event pretty much sold out. And I, I know a lot of people, like, there's a lot of people going. You know what I mean? And they know when I fight, like, half, you know, a quarter of the venue's full. So it's, um, so so I think that's why they don't put tickets in my hand. Because they, they know, like, like people are going to buy tickets when I fight local. Yeah, I checked today and it, the event's completely sold out. It was down to about a dozen tickets. That was about a week ago. And, yeah. Now it's uh today the Ticketmaster had it shut down. So they do great when they go to Pachanga, especially with the new setup they got there. Um, yeah, and, and the venue's not very big either. So um so and then what they do do is they put a lot of fighters on the undercard that sell tickets. So a lot of those guys, you know what I mean, they, they they go out there and they hustle tickets and they make a you know an extra percentage off of it. So you know, of course they're gonna hustle tickets and then, you know, fill up the room. Do you ever hear of people complaining about it though? I mean, I, I know uh, that's that's basically one of the, the issues is that I've always, you know, I've been around the sport since the late 90s. So I know how kind of the Indian reservation thing works and the, the smaller, you know, King of the Cage, Gladiator Challenge. Everything, it was always about fighters selling tickets. They made a percentage off of it and it kind of helped boost their purse. Do you do you hear complaints from fighters? Obviously, I'm not asking for any names or anything, but do you hear complaints from people about having to do that? Or is it just kind of part of the game when you're coming up uh, in the sport? Yeah, no, I definitely do, and it sucks because I've heard of guys, I've I've heard of guys, um, I've heard of guys like they'll go and uh, they'll tell them that they're gonna sell tickets, and then they'll go have their whole fight camp, and then come come fight day, they'll sell like eight tickets because you know unfortunately nobody will buy it, you know they couldn't get people to buy them, and then um, and then uh, they'll scratch their fight. It's like, dude, you just have this dude trained for the past two months and just because he didn't sell enough tickets you're gonna scratch his fight the night of the fight you know what i mean gladiator town's done that a million times you know and uh luckily for me you know i would always you know like when it's time to sell tickets like I, I had a lot of people that wanted to come so every time every time i would sell tickets they would uh they would what's call it 
they would um they made sure I had a fight. You know, I mean, there was one time I sold a bunch of tickets and I uh and I was there in the back room. They're like, "Oh, sorry, uh, your your guy, you know, he didn't show up." But don't worry, we got somebody else. I was like, "Who?" Don't worry, we got it. And I remember walking out and I didn't even know who I was fighting. Oh, and wow. then, yeah, I walked in the cage. And I see this, this this black dude on the other side, and I look and my my I was with Georgie. Georgie was cornering me, and Georgie's really smart. So what Georgie does, he looks at the guy's corner. And he sees the guy in the corner, and he was like, "Okay, that the gym he's coming from is not good." You know what I mean? He's like, and so he told me, "Like, don't worry about it." I'm like, "How? How do I know? Was it this guy's like some fucking black belt?" Or he's like, "Believe me, if he's a black belt or whatever, he's not going to be out of that gym." So it kind of like gave me a relief just by seeing who the guy's corner was. You know what I mean? So yeah, so ticket sales suck. Ticket sales suck. You know, I was fortunate enough to sell enough tickets to always keep my fights, but it was always pressure. You know, when it was time to sell tickets, it was like, "Hey, if you don't sell at least 40, 50 tickets, you're gonna your fights gonna be scratched." The only time I've ever seen or, or heard a rumor of it was uh, uh, an opponent for Brian Rogers in Bellator, probably about five or six years ago. I guess they pulled him kind of the day of the fight, and you know Rogers had already made weight for the the event and everything. Uh, have you seen it ever in Bellator? I mean, I, I just kind of ask, like I said, because it's been a big topic lately. You know, I, I haven't. I think um, uh, I mean Brian Rogers. I know I know he fought. I think like two years ago, or maybe last year. Yes, maybe like maybe last year, but. Um, Probably at the time was maybe when belts were still coming up, so maybe um, maybe that's why something like that happened. I, I I couldn't answer for them, but I haven't seen that. To be honest, I haven't seen it in Bellator. Cool. How did you like the old uh, the old regime under Bjorn compared to now? Did did uh, how, what was your opinion of of the differences? I mean, it was cool. I mean, um, at, at the time, I was still you know like you know I got I got thrown in the tournament. You know, they kept their word because when they when they signed me when they signed me at the time, you know. Um, they they kind of signed me on the wind of uh, like uh, they told me they're like hey we're gonna put you on the uh, card you win this fight you're gonna be in the next tournament and then I was like okay whatever you know and they're like but if somebody gets injured in this tournament we'll guarantee you a spot and then you know you know how that goes when people tell you that and this is before I signed the contract they wanted me to sign like a two year you know three fight contract or four fight whatever it was contract and I was like kind of skeptical about it because at the time I was like oh you know belts are still coming up. You know, er, you know, everybody wants to find the UFC at the time. You know what I mean? And, you know, Belter's name wasn't really that big. And I was like, well, what if UFC calls me? And they're like, dude, you're going to fucking wait for that? Who knows when they're going to call? You know, what if they don't call? You know, and I was like, you know what, you're right. So I signed, and then uh, two weeks later, Patricky got hurt, and then they put me in the tournament, so they kept their word. And, uh, you know, when I was fighting for him, it was cool. You know, I got, I got in one tournament, and then right after that, they threw me right in the next tournament. And uh, they kept me real busy. So, you know, I really have no complaints. And, uh some of the guys are still there that were there, like, you know, like Ian Matthews and a couple of the other guys. And I'm really cool with those guys. You know, I, I met Ian at Bellator 10 when I fought on that undercard. And he's still, he's the only guy that I think, one of the only guys that's still there since the beginning, beginning. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool because I have a, a pretty good relationship with, it, you know, with them and uh, and whatnot. All right, cool. You got a, a do you do a, like to predict your own fights, like as far as how 201 is going to go down against Ryan Couture? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you my prediction is always I'm gonna win by knockout, but I mean, you know how that is, you know. You, yeah. You can pray for the, you know, pray for the worst and you know the best can come out of it, or you can pray. For, I mean, pray for the best and the worst can come out of it. But um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get a knockout. Obviously, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm in my home home hometown. Uh, I like to get in there and get out of there quick because so I don't get injured and hopefully uh be able to fight again right away. You know what I mean? So. You know, if it's up to me, I'm going to get in there and, you know, hit him once and the fight's going to be over. But, you know, we all know that usually doesn't happen. So yeah. uh, if, if we do start hitting the mat, I believe I'm going to um, 
you know, beat them, beat them every round, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get the finish. I don't think it's going to go three rounds. No, I don't think so either. I think you'll finish him off. I, I His chin's been a little suspect over the years. If, he, if you hit him, he's going down. I was actually going to say the same thing. I agree. Yeah, no, uh, that's what I'm banking on. So uh, I'm not banking on, but that's what I'm uh, hoping for. And I, I train really hard, so I, I feel like even if I don't get the knockout early, um, I'm still going to have my power going into the second or even the third round. And, uh, like, me having that confidence and, and being aware that I have that there, yeah, I'm going to throw my hands a lot more and, and, and throw them with power. So hopefully hopefully, I'll end up getting a knockout. You know, I have you on here, and, and there's one one of your fights. You mentioned it earlier with David Rickles, and it had a situation that always kind of confused me. And, I, you know, I always kind of was one where I wanted to run into you and maybe ask you, even though it was one that, that ended with him winning. Um, that fight ended basically, I think it was after the second round, maybe the first round. Um, but it it was like ten seconds into the round, I think, it, or uh, into the into the break, and I think it was Rob Hines might have been the referee that night. Um, I, I can't recall exactly, but they they stopped the fight. Kind of, you you know, it seemed like you were kind of catching your breath on the on the ground um, as the cornermen and everybody were coming into the ring. Was that a situation where it was you thought it was a BS stoppage, or or was that a situation where you were you were kind of done? Of, of course, of course, it was BS stoppage. Um... I was winning to do two rounds. I had a broken hand. I was fucking, I was tired. And then uh, he caught me literally like, right when the bell rang. Uh-huh. As, soon as, I, as soon as I hit the floor, the, the bell rung. So I rolled over and I'm like, thank God. You know what I mean? I got rocked. The bell rung. I'm saved by the bell. So I rolled over. I put my hand behind my head and I was waiting for my, my corners to come in, you know, get me up. You know, you see corners come in and drag their guys up to the stool. So I'm like, dude, I'm going to rest and get my breath until they come in. And the next thing you know, the referee walks away and walks back and calls the fight. And then if you, the pitcher's on sure dog. If you go on sure dog, I jump up right away and I'm sitting there on my butt like, what are you doing? He's like, I told you, I asked you to get up. I was like, you didn't ask nobody. You're mic'd, like, you know. And then, uh, and he was like, no, I asked you, and you didn't, you didn't respond. And and he can't call a fight. I don't know if you know the rules, but you can't. A referee can't call a fight after the bell rings uh, due to injury. If 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 they think there's an injury, you have to call the doctor, and the doctor has to stop it. You know, what I mean, you the 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 bell rung, the, the round was over, so. If an injury happens, they, they would have to come in. So he already messed up. And then, um, so yeah, I, I got screwed, you know. I got screwed in that fight. And then Big John McCarthy actually asked me about this uh, during the interview for Bellator, if you know he works for him now, right before my last fight. And I asked him, I said, what do you think about it? He said, you know, it's funny you say that. When I teach um, refereeing, I put on that video and I ask all my guys, what would you do in this situation? And everybody has different answers. And then he tells them the referee messed up. The referee should have did this, this, and this. He should have called the doctor in. And, you know, Sayadawad got screwed by it. He's like, this is a video I use <laughs> for, my, for my promotion, which is, you know, it's cool to know, but it still sucks because I still, I still have a loss. You know what I mean? That, that loss is still on my record. You know yeah. I mean? Well, and, that happened. Uh, title fight. You know, I could have fought for the title after that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I watched that fight live, and I thought the same thing. I was rooting for you, and, and – I, I just I couldn't believe it wasn't like he gave you he didn't give you twenty seconds he didn't give you thirty seconds I mean you got a minute in between the rounds I didn't know there was a rule that said you couldn't lay on the ground you yeah, can sit on your stool you can stand up but you yeah. I mean in theory if you wanted to lay down for sixty seconds is that I didn't know that was against the rules um, like you said he basically took two steps away from you turned around and then just waved the fight off yeah, so I'm, he, didn't, he didn't even give me a minute he didn't even give me anything the bell the bell rung he walked away and, and Rick was pointed at me because I was on the floor. And I remember looking at him like, fuck you, like, I'm tired. And then he walks back, and then I, I could have got it. If I would have known that was going to happen, I, I would have got it right away. You know what I mean? And then um, and then uh, all of a sudden, he walks back and just waves the fight. And I'm looking at him like, and I get up, like, literally right away. And I'm like, dude, why would you do that? Oh, you didn't respond. 
I said, you didn't ask me. What do you mean I didn't respond? He responded, what? You know? Yeah. And, and he, he knew he was wrong. You know what I mean? He even apologized. He kind of apologized. Like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about what? Like, you cost me a lot of money. You cost me a title fight. So, you know, it it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, be sour about it. But, you know, it, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. all moments you can't take back, man. So, anyway, I mean, just worry about your fight uh, on the 29th. Don't, don't think about stuff like that anymore. Of course. <laughs> Of no, course, I just appreciate I appreciate the answer to that because when when you know there's been some situations recently with UFC and there was an Invicta fight where people were choked unconscious going into the end of the bell and I kind of you know and then the ref will stop the fight and people are kind of in question about it and I'll show your fight and go this is this is kind of a BS you know but you know I, I always wondered what the what um, what your opinion was on it I mean he hit you at the very last second but you didn't go unconscious. You you were laying there. I think you had your hands behind your head. You were looking up at you know. It was clear you were awake, you know. So it was just it was just one of those things where I, I'm glad that I got that cleared up. I've, I've been wondering about that for years. Yeah, no, uh, for sure, man. Yeah, if you ever have any questions, ask me. But yeah, that's yeah, it's it's annoying. It's annoying even uh, even thinking about that fight. But you're right. It's, it's 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 behind me. It's not something that I held on to. I held on to it for a while, but I figured out there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> you know, it's not gonna bring back the win. It's not gonna bring back you know my money or anything. So I just uh. I let it go, and now I just I learned from it. You know, I know no matter how tired I am, get, get up, get up, and get to your stool. You know, because yeah. you don't know what these referees are thinking. How would you like a trilogy fight with Will Brooks? Oh, now I would love it. You know, at, at the time he be, he beat me based on uh, wrestling and cardio, but ever since that fight, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I have a background of wrestling, but I just never really worked it. And ever since that fight, I've been wrestling a lot, and uh, I think I fought like three wrestlers since him, and I uh, beat every one of them, and. Um, so I, I I feel I feel good with my wrestling now. I feel really comfortable with my scrambling, and uh, I have no problem fighting him again if he came back. Yeah, I think he's fighting in the PFL tournament. Yeah, you you won't see him for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so where can folks follow Assad Awad for, to help so we can help promote this fight and get your name up out? Uh, help Belt or promote you a little more. For sure, man. It's uh, it's at it's my first name S A A D, and then uh, M M A. So it's at, at Syed, Syed MMA. You can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at the same uh, same handle. Twitter and Instagram. Okay. And I know we're winding down here, but one quick question about the Bellator uh, heavyweight tournament. Um, who do you got in the final four? How do you see that unfolding? Man. Man. Um, we well, got Fedor fighting Sonnen, right? Fedor Sonnen and Bader Mitrion. <sighs> Man. Uh Bader's no joke, man. Bader's no joke. I know he's not um I know he's a two oh five pounder in the tournament, but he's he's really uh I think he's two oh five yeah, he's a two oh five pounder, right? Yeah. And yeah, historically uh, he is, yeah, but he came in at like two thirty five for his last yeah. fight. That's yeah, that's a big, strong dude. You know what I mean? And and um you know, of course of course I was leaning towards King Mo because he's my homie, but you know, after after uh that fight, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards uh Bader, but then again you got Fedor. Uh, you know, Fedor's chin hasn't looked as great as it did in the past. But um, if he doesn't get hit by Bader and he's able to land some, then, of course, you know, I'm leaning towards Bader just because he's a GOAT. You know, he's the greatest, I believe, one of the greatest. But um, Bader's also still still pretty young, still pretty hungry. And um, I, I think I think he might he might take it. Awesome. I mean, that's basically how I see it, too. I've said it many times on here. I'm a, I'm a huge Fedor fan. I got my sweater and uh, of glorious victory and um, yeah. you know I, I love watching that guy fight so thanks again for joining us um, 
your fight will be live on the Paramount Network on uh, June 29th, uh, Bellator 201 uh, from the Pachanga Indian Reservation here in uh, Southern California. Um, and as usual, our fans can follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter, myself at, at MMAHawk21 on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter. Um, thanks, Syed. Great talk. Uh, thanks for joining us. No, of course, man. And uh, so sorry about my daughter being a little bit crazy. I, I just got home right before I got on the air. So that's all right. What's her name again? Because since you made it on the, she's going to be on the podcast too. We might as well say her name. Uh, Amaya. Amaya. All right. Well, have a good night, Amaya. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Amaya. They said bye. All right. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you, guys. Obviously, thank, thank you, guys, for having me, man. And hopefully, I'll see, uh, talk to you guys soon. And you know, after the fight with my uh, victory speech. Yeah, Definitely. I got a front. I got a front row seat for that event. So I'll, I'll look you up this time and, and say what's up after your win. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If you got a camera out there, I'll definitely you know shoot you an interview or whatnot. But um, thank you, man. I'll, I'll see you guys at the fight, and uh, I'm coming in for the knockout. Awesome. Cool. Have a, have Thanks. a good night. All right. See you. Peace. Thank you.